morning everyone and welcome to the disruptive niche showcasing the best of disruptors and niche businesses around and this morning i'm so pleased to say that we have the fabulous artist julie with us who is going to be talking about the ancient art form of encaustic wax have i said that right julie encaustic yeah, mm-hmm. yeah? okay then this this form of art has been around for over 2,000 years. So can you tell us a bit about it, how you got started and what it is most importantly as well? Okay, yep. Um, so yeah, encaustic painting is just, it, it's literally painting with hot beeswax, melted, molten beeswax. So the word encaustic means to burn, to burn in. So it's the process of melting that makes wax encaustic. It's a confusing word. Um, and uh, it's pretty unusual. Not many people, certainly in the UK, not many people have heard of it or know about it at all. But um, I mean, I discovered it probably back in 2012 and I just saw it at an exhibition and it just stopped me in my tracks completely and utterly. I just, you know, something just literally, I can remember, I can see it. I can literally see it now. I just, it was like at the top of an exhibition stand and I was just like, wow, I have got to find out what that is mm. and, uh, and how it works as well. So um, there was something really quite special and magical about it. So it's, yeah, that was, that was when I first discovered it. Um, just, yeah, it's just the most, for me personally, it's just the most amazing um, medium to work with. And uh, it, it's just something about the property of it. It's just tactile tile and just so but it's pretty neat it's also it's a bit like marmite not many people know it understand it I think you either love it or you hate it yeah so do you have a um an artist background no so um you know typical story of you know growing up as a child I was always painting but then you had to go and get a proper job and you know it was a nurse or a secretary or something or other and um all of that so yeah I only really um I joined an untutored art group in 2011 and that's when I first started getting back into painting and drawing again and I just loved it and they were so encouraging and they were just they were amazing and then I won a um just on the cuff I put a piece into a competition being run by Tate Modern and I actually won that competition um so I was one of uh, a number of artists to go up and participate in a day and we were up in the staff rooms up there and it was just like oh my god this is amazing so that really gave me the confidence to go and take it a bit further um and then from there I went and I hired an art studio and I just sort of really started to take it that little bit further um and I'd already discovered wax at that time and I knew that was what I just knew that was what I wanted to be doing I was just something in me that was just driving me so I kind of built my own website and just kind of just it started off as a bit of a hobby that kind of overtook me somewhat it snowballed out of control but it's it's just what I want to be doing yeah I I mean your your art is just phenomenal it is just beautiful and it's it's so tactile as well isn't it um I mean obviously you don't go around you know stroking paintings or anything but you can see where the wax has, has molded and everything else. Yeah. I mean, because we used to yeah. share a studio, didn't we, many years we ago? Yeah, um, yeah. And I used to come and watch you work and, and paint, and, and it's amazing. And, and just to explain how you do it, how do you paint with wax? Well, there are so many ways you can paint with wax, really. Um, but I mean, essentially, you're taking a heated tool, so it could be a hot plate and you wax your melt. Sorry, you melt 
melt your wax on top of the hot plate you could you that so i've got a craft iron i use sometimes um you can paint it so you use a blowtorch to kind of fuse layers and you build layer upon layer upon layer um so yeah you can literally have a blowtorch heat gun just any just think anything that will heat your wax and mm. melt it um and like i say you can you can use sort of an iron or a stylus and they have lots of different attachments or you can literally melt the wax in a pot um and paint it on with a paintbrush oh okay so just normal, paint you, know, you can way. paint it as normal yeah so once it's molten well. it's liquid paint so as as oil paint or watercolor or anything mm. would work once it's molten you have to be really careful not to overheat it and you've got to be quite careful with health and safety well, yeah. and, <laughs> and all that kind of you know you don't just wish you you blow torch around everywhere but, um, <laughs> but i mean you can be dangerous <laughs> Put that on your insurance claim. It's so exciting, though. Yeah. I mean, you can literally set fire to it. You can put shellac on the top. Really? Light it, and it just goes up in flames. Um, and it just creates these most amazing um, like organic wow. structures across yeah. the surface of the yeah. piece. Um, and, you know, there's a certain amount of control, but, but equally there's an awful lot of the wax kind of goes and does what it wants to mm. do as well. But you just you can just keep layering and you just keep manipulating it until you kind of get to the finish that you're looking for. Wow. But and do you ever find, is there a difference where you get your wax from? Because I know that with, it's probably going to make somebody stupid, right? But so honey, you can get a different taste from where the bees have been. Do you notice a difference in the wax from where you get it from, from whatever part of the world? Yeah, absolutely. So that, yeah, there are, um, there are lots of different waxes, different, um, processes for for dealing with wax but I when I first started I had this really beautiful idealistic dream that I would work with local beekeepers and use local wax in my work um but actually it's a massive process that you go through so you have to um so for working in the style that I use it either needs to be sun bleached um to get a really clear pure Mm. color with the wax otherwise it's very yellow and you kind of pick up the yellow of the wax so to get that clear you need to do that Um, there are a number of different processes you can go through. There's a chemical process, but that doesn't last over time. So, you know, I was, you, you learn all of this stuff in the early days. Mm. Um, I was testing continually. So wa- the wax can change color over time. If it's not, if it's been a particularly, if it's been processed in one way where it's, yeah, so yeah. it's actually a pharmaceutical grade quality beeswax that I, that I use that's filtered. So I actually work with um, with a company called RNF. It's one of the few companies I can get in the UK um to you know supplier wise so i work with them but the wax also has a a resin added to it so that raises the melting point because the first question i'm always asked is will it melt is it going to run down the wall yeah if you got it on the wall when it's a heat wave yeah yeah. i mean you don't you don't you know you wouldn't hang it in a conservatory or anywhere in a really bright bright hot room yeah uh, and never in direct any well any art you don't put in direct sunlight um but yeah it's but because this resin that raises the melting point again and you know it's quite a complex it's not just you know you don't just go to your local bee you can work with it that way you can go to your local beekeeper and get the wax and, and work with it but mm. um and it will work in that same way but certainly in terms of me selling my own work I want to make sure that I'm giving somebody a, qu- a quality mm. piece that's going to last and it's not going to change yeah, the color of time and, um, and what have you but but the beeswax itself is beautiful because it it binds the pigments. So um, you mentioned at the start, it sort of dates back about 2000 years, but the beeswax, I actually went to the Ashmolean museum in Oxford and worked with some of the conservators down there um, 
back in the early days, I was just so desperate to find anything about the medium that I could use. Mm. And they, they actually took me up into their conservation rooms and we were looking at these old um, kind of Fayer mummy panels under 3D imaging. Well, they showed me the recordings and the 3D imaging screens and everything there. But often, because the beeswax is like a natural preservative, the pigments that were in the paintings were as bright and vibrant as the day they were painted. Really? Uh, often where they failed it tended to be the supports underneath that had failed so if they were on a wooden panel mm. and those wooden panels had kind of disintegrated over time that it was it wasn't actually the wax itself or the pigments fading whereas a lot of the other um you know early iconography and those they used to put them into the the, the egyptian mummies mm. but where they were used with um they, it really died out because the it was much cheaper and easier to work with egg tempera as a binding agent. Oh, okay. But that just didn't last. It didn't have the same long, um, long-term kind of the pigments faded and mm. they weren't kind of bound in this wax, which was this natural preservative. Um, they tended to, they did deteriorate over time. Whereas oh, the bees didn't. So it's honestly it's got the most amazing history when you kind of start digging into it. And, yeah. So yes, I get a bit carried away sometimes. When I, but I literally just couldn't find anybody in the UK that was working with it. So I, yeah. I kind of went on a bit of a mission to yeah. find out and determine to get it sorted. But, and yeah. you've also, because you've, you've run some workshops, haven't you, in person and online as well. Yes. I know yes. you're sort of deviating away from that at the moment, but um, you've still got online workshops that are on your website, aren't they? That's so right, people yes. can go yeah. on to. And what does that involve? I mean, do people need to have blow torches and, and you know, set fire to things in their own home? <laughs> can if you want to. <laughs> I'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, I've got, I kind of, I have three kind of key um, styles. So a complete beginner can literally just paint with, um, with using the iron and get beautiful finished creations and that is a really it's a really low risk um, you don't work at as high a heat temperature as mm. the one that you layer up with the Damar resin in so a complete you know and a lot of teenagers will come in and do this and they love it but it's just that kind of fluid movement of applying that wax onto paper so I've got an online course for that um, I've got one for the stylus as well and then I've got a, a third one which is this this layering where you kind of get your heat gun out but you, there are so many ways of getting pigments in there you can buy it pre-pigmented but equally mm. you can add your own color to it so you can and you can then add color underneath the wax within the wax on top mm. of the wax so um, yeah I've got a workshop that kind of talks you through how to how it's not like a finish I give you the techniques to use I don't kind of say right this is how we draw a painting of this um it's the techniques it's all the ways that you can do it and it just shortcuts you straight to right mm. this is how you can create these kind of effects um and then it's sort of for you to go and use your own creative fun with it from there on but I've had some really good feedback on the courses people have loved it and I love it um so someone sent me a photograph the other day of their setup, and it's like, oh, I recognise that. <laughs> you know, and it's just lovely to get that because, again, particularly in Europe, it's just such a difficult um, medium to find mm. information about. I mean, there's watercolour. You know, you can go to a library and pick up a million books on watercolour or oil yeah, paints yeah. or acrylics, but you just—it's really, really difficult to find yeah. wax um, resources out there. So, hence, creating my own, really. Yeah, so do you, you sell the um, all the resources that people need as well as they're doing the yeah, workshops? Yeah, I can. I do. I stock all of the supplies. So when I was doing a lot of the in-person workshops, I only fully stocked um, 
you know, just to help the students that came into my workshops, basically. So I, I do still supply them and I do still sell them through my website. Mm. So people can always get materials from me, but it's not stuff I'm kind of focusing on um, massively. And it, they are beginning to get a little bit more widely available in the UK. Mm. But um, but what I find is that most art shops that do sell it tend to just, they will just focus on one range, whereas I do the whole range of the, you know, the have a look around my website yeah I don't you know it's it's confusing too yeah, to explain, yeah of course. if you kind of if you know what you're looking for um mm. you will often go and you'll find like one range of waxes but actually you want the other and they don't tend to do the whole yeah, yeah. whole range where they'll do mm. brushes and mediums and irons and you know yeah 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 so anyway I've got so all things encaustic is what I um kind of have in you know that I've yeah, I don't kind of specify to one particular no, range course. and brand. So, yeah, um, yeah and I, I'm really happy to help people because I, I just remember the frustration of not being able to find the info when I started and, uh, you know, I've really kind of set it up to help with that. Mm. And uh, I know that you, you used to run in-person workshops as well, didn't you, in your studio, yeah. your beautiful mm-hmm. studio. It's out in... Oh, I know. Uh, it's outside it? of Sarat. Sarat, yeah, that's right, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful right on the grease gorgeous isn't it beautiful location yeah, yeah. and um so I, I know that I mean I don't I don't I think you've stopped running them now but you used to run Prosecco evenings didn't you but that was a, a right laugh wasn't it oh it's just we had so much we just have have so much fun up in that studio yeah so <laughs> I, I would do Prosecco nights or wax and wine um and it was just about also just taking the pressure off when you're creating I think mm. you can get so tense and like wound up in creating a perfect piece and I'm going to paint that particular but the beauty of that wax is you can get some really stunning finishes just by letting it kind of flow and do yeah. its own thing um so yeah we've had loads of really good good bits like that and I had my I was doing art retreat weeks and you know all these things set up but obviously that just all had to stop yeah of um, course and uh, yeah yeah so, so you said you know with, with covid and everything obviously things have changed for everybody and oh, and especially yeah. for in-person works and everything else but I mentioned earlier that you are actually going in a different direction anyway now aren't you so what yeah. what where are you and, and where are you heading and also did Covid have a in, in a sort of impact on you changing direction or is it something you've wanted to do for a long time yeah definitely definitely so I mean it well shut down just it just changed everything I had so many in-person events um I had won a scholarship to go to the States to a big encaustic conference that I've been, I've been drooling over it for years. It's, um, so I was finally going, but obviously that got cancelled as well. So there were a number of different things. Um, so I had my art retreats all lined up and loads of different things. Um, but actually what this has done is it's given me time to really think about what I want to be doing going forward. Mm. And I've had space, whereas before I was always busy and always doing I've actually had that time to kind of really think about it. Um, and I started off at the start of lockdown doing an awful lot of online course, in, you know, things. And I'm thinking that's perfect. I'm all set up for that. That's great. It's the way to go. Um, but I was just, but there was just, some, although I loved doing it, there was just something that wasn't quite gelling with me. It, there was just, I just needed to stop and just mm. think and just, you know, just work out what it was that I wanted to be doing. And I've had the time to do that. So I've really been focusing on um I love painting portraits with wax and these kind of like layered ethereal type mm. or just scrummy pieces of work and um and I've also I've been working really large scale as well actually um I was working on a six foot painting 
six um, foot painting it looks taller than me oh my god it was so freeing it was just I was up at my studio like wow 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 it's just like <laughs> ah this is what I want to be doing so yeah it's been really good so I've gone I, I always felt that I needed to keep things quite small and you know quite condensed and but actually mm. I've just loved doing that large scale work um so you know I still have you know both going on but yeah, um, that has been really, really good. And that, that is definitely where I want to be heading. Yeah. So larger scale, but just really beautiful, layered, textured, gorgeous mm. pieces. Um, yeah, that's that's what. So, but giving me that space to actually stop being so busy all of the time is really what's led me to that point. Mm. So makes you, It sort of helps you focus and plan and see what you like and what you don't like. And, yeah. And it does yeah. give you that time to think about it, doesn't it, completely? Yeah. Oh, completely. I think it, I think it's forced everybody to go within a little bit and really just mm. look at what they've been doing, and you know. Um, and I think I found I love helping people, and I think I found that the people wanted to know how to do the workshops, and I I always felt I wanted to be helping them, but actually I wasn't kind of getting my that own person. I wasn't getting my own feeling my own creativity, mm. if you like. So that has been you know it's, I've had the time to do that, and it's been yeah been amazing so yeah so if people want to have um a commission done for example do they how how does it work do people send you a photograph in how how does it work when people commission you to do to do a job it can work in a number of i mean some people um i've seen another thing that's happened during lockdown i've I've actually managed to sort my website it's looking so much more sensible now i've kind of got work on there that you can buy so some people will literally go to the website and buy directly off the website Mm. which is great um, or people will just drop me an email and they'll sort of say, look, I'm, I've got this wall. And often they'll send me a photograph of a wall and say, look, I'm looking for a piece here. I want these kind of colours. And we'll just start to, you know, open a dialogue, start a mm. conversation, see what it is they want. Um, and I love working with people that way as well. So that's really good. And sometimes as well, even if they just want something, especially with the layered techniques, you can actually put personalised things within the layers. So mm. it could be... I don't know, maybe something that's particularly personal to them. It could be an image, it could be a photo, maybe they've got three children, so they want sort of three aspects of mm. something to represent, you know, that kind of thing. And I love working like that with people and we just sort of make it a bit personal to them. Really. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. Now, I know that when um, we sort of shared, well, we didn't share a shoot studio. You were upstairs, I was downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same room, exactly the same place. Um, and I remember you were actually restoring a piece as well weren't you oh yeah I've done a few actually yes yeah yeah so how was that restoring a wax painting or, or using another medium yeah no it was wax um they were actually it was some corporate like oh my goodness <laughs> that was such a funny <laughs> it was huge wasn't it well again that's kind of given me the inspiration to work such on such large scale um, but whenever I paint with my wax paintings, I always work on a rigid background, um, you know, a flat surface, mm. so a wooden panel, just so that there's no give in the wax, because it can't, you know, it could crack if mm. you, I mean, that's one of the, I mean, there's no one right or wrong way to paint with wax. I mean, you can do whatever you like, artistic license. But anyway, this piece was um, huge scale, crikey. They were, prob- I don't even remember how big they were. You needed two people to lift them. Mm. Um and they had sent them, so they'd had a couple of chips. They'd been corporate art out in the States um, and they'd shipped them back to the UK and they'd got damaged and chipped and, you know, they were like 12 years old. So, and paintings do, you know, any painting gets, we've just been doing a house renovation, the amount of damaged frames and things you get. But the beauty of beeswax is that you can 
because it's just remelting and remolding, you can actually, if you get a little dink or anything, you can touch it up. Yeah. Um, so anyway, these, yeah, these paintings came in. Uh, the lady contacted me and we, again, started this dialogue over email. But um, they've been stored in bubble wrap, which really isn't recommended at all. And they'd have been in quite extreme temperatures as well. So quite high heat and then quite low heat. And anyway, they came to my studio, these remove, and I, I kicked myself for not even really looking at the dimensions because this van turned up and they literally got them up the stairs. Well, you remember I was upstairs in the barn <laughs> yeah, upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> they got them up the stairs with like half an inch to spare. I mean, they barely got them up. Uh, they were huge and they lent them up against the, ta- the table. We kind of peeled <laughs> peeled the layers back and they were out the door like whippets. They were just so huge. <laughs> we were all terrified of these paintings. They were highly valuable as well. Um, and I was just like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into here? And I came back the next... Anyway, I spoke to the lady that day. I couldn't work on them because I needed two people to lay it down flat. You have to work on them flat, not upright. Mm. And um, <laughs> I came in the next morning, and it was it was coming into autumn, so it was quite chilly in the studio overnight. Well, it just caused that... It was like a chip on a windscreen, you know, when it kind of just goes, and the yeah, whole yeah, thing... The whole thing just cracked. It was like a shattered pane of glass right across. And the other one did exactly the same. Oh, no. I, I, oh, my goodness. Oh, I can just remember it now. Sorry, you've taken me right back. I have a bit of nostalgia. <laughs> I remember going across his son, actually, who was one of the other artists up there. I was like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? Anyway, I repaired them and they were great and they were delighted. And they yeah. Came and I've actually been up and seen them in this, where they're hanging now in a huge great London um, office in the reception area they look fabulous oh um, wow so yeah it was but again you know really I loved it it's really challenging really exciting to do mm. um I actually worked on another one as well recently another gallery contacted me because they'd had again you know things happen things get damaged and yeah. you know but that's the beauty of working with the wax because you know once you, you kind of need to know what you're doing but mm. you can just remelt it and uh you know remold it and comes out Excellent. good as new yeah. yeah, no one will ever know. No one will ever know. No one will know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I know working with wax. Obviously, you have a great um, sort of love of bees, and you know there is so important. I mean, I think um, there's so much going on about preserving the bees and helping the yeah. bees as well. And one yeah. way that you're doing this um, is you're selling bee bombs, aren't you? And I actually bought yeah. um, a whole load of yeah. bee bombs from yeah, you. Yeah. So, yeah. what do the bee bombs do? Well, I knew I wanted to work with some form of bee. I wasn't quite sure how to do it. So I did a bit of research, but I found a company, they're based in Dorset. Um, and they're these kind of handmade bits. So one bag of bee bombs, it's like wild flower seed in like clay. And one bag will cover about 21 square feet of garden. And it will restore lots of the, um, the natural wildflowers that have been dying out. So, you know, one bag, 21 feet, you don't need any particular gardening experience. Um, Thank God, which is why I got them. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I just thought it worked perfectly with, with what I'm doing. So, so yeah, I do sell them individually to people, but equally, you know, if people buy um, buy my wax art, then I always include bee bomb or two in, um, you know, in there as well. And then, you know, if they're not right for their garden, they can always give them on to somebody else. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's just sort of my little way of giving back and just making sure we maintain the bees, you know, the mm. bee populations. And and they're beautiful as well. They're um, I know some people, they can take a couple of years for all of them to come through. Yeah. Um, but then they just keep coming back each year. And 
perfect for the bees, perfect pollinators. I forget, I haven't got the details here. I forget how many, there's umpteen species of wildflowers in these Oh, there's loads there. of them, isn't there? You get yeah. like in, in yeah. one little, it's like a clay, almost pellet. Um, yeah. And literally we just chucked them on the garden, watered yeah. them and the clay is yeah. gradually breaking up and then the yeah. seeds all just disperse. Yes, um, yeah. And like, yeah, like you say, it takes about a year, sometimes two years for them to come through. So it's That's not right. immediate. Um, no. But it's nice that we're doing it now. Next year, we'd have forgotten where we put them and they'll come up and they'll look fabulous. They'll be coming up. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Where hey, look at me. What a gardener yeah. I am. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the no gardening experience required that really drew me to it. As well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Now, what does the future hold for you? What, what, apart from obviously, you know, you, you're doing more um, sort of stuff for yourself, art for yourself. Mm-hmm. What else does the future hold for you? Well, it's definitely more um, painting now moving forward. Um, so I'm working with a couple of people, actually got a couple of commissions on the go um, and just really focusing on the art. And, you know, I still have the online courses there and I will always still continue to help and support people who want it, who want to get into wax painting. But really, for me, it's about creating my own art and then that selling. Mm. Um, and yeah just networking with people and you know and and selling directs and not going through the galleries I think everything has changed during this lockdown so you know the opportunity is there that you can you can just connect with people online and go direct Mm. so um I'm working with a couple of art mentors as well who've been really helpful in that sort of change and process as well so yeah that's my my new direction excellent see when you were saying that there's not many books out there Julie I think there could be a little book coming out a how-to book well, yes i have started one it's on the it's it's in it's in the progress and i've got i've actually got a photographer coming in this week he's um so i'm working with um a well on a, another book project so mm. but they're going to feature some encaustic wax work in there as well so that excellent. will excellent coming to my studio to photograph everything Ooh, how so exciting socially distanced of course absolutely <laughs> but things are starting to move and open up and you know we yeah. can start to do that again and you know of course more than enough space in my studio it's not cramped up at all so also I mean I used to have a regular open days so I've stopped all of those so I just have you know people now come by appointment and mm. you know there's there's so much it's in the middle of nowhere on a farm there's you know you're not going to bump into anybody and uh, you know so yeah it's it's very much by appointment now rather than how we were working it before but yeah, yeah. it's exciting oh. I love sharing it with people and it's just it's just such a yeah and people love the art as well they yeah. you know get such good feedback and lovely testimonials from people and yeah it's just nice to know that you've got that in someone's home in there exactly and, to, and they still years later like I've still got that piece I still love it and it's it, yeah it's nice yeah because I know that you used to like do the open studios as well didn't yeah. you that which yeah. is all over the country um yes. you know people used to come in used to, I used to hear them coming out of the studio going, oh that's amazing and look at yeah, the colour yeah. and so yeah. it's so lovely that you know open studios is there and you can see artists actually working and how they do it and everything else yeah 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 I think once people kind of understand that technique and what go and just seeing it as well because describing it it's not it's a very visual medium you really yeah. need to see it to really appreciate the full beauty of it um so that is that is really good so I've been doing a lot more video and kind of showing showing people mm. how it works right really rather than anything but yeah it, it is and once people see it they get really excited about it and they know. But, you know they go out as enthusiastic as yeah as um 
as I am. <laughs> now, you can see all your work on your website and your Facebook page. You have lots of demos on there as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah um, everything's linked up. But a lot yeah. of, I've been doing a lot more on YouTube as well, actually. So, um, oh, okay. That has been, that's been really good for mm. building. I've got some time lapses on there as well of how, how paintings come together so people can actually see oh fab cool well we'll put all the details onto the website and onto the um itunes link as well so people can go direct there and have a look as well yeah lovely okay so now we've got the final questions for you oh the important ones the important ones ones that world wants to know you know are you ready i'm ready okay marmite lover or hater lover yes at last someone who likes marmite <laughs> you know there's a national shortage of marmite i was yeah. literally having like a meltdown yeah yeah absolutely. i was like quick go and bulk buy all the marmite some. i'm sorry you can get your toilet paper i want the marmite <laughs> uh master chef or bake-off master chef mm, tea or coffee coffee red or brown sauce red Red or white wine or any? White, gallons of it. (laughs) (laughs) Football or rugby? Rugby. Mm, And Strictly or Dancing on Ice? Strictly. If I had to choose. (laughs) (laughs) The serious questions of the day. (laughs) Obviously, obviously. This is what the nation needs to know. Oh, well, thank you so oh. much for giving up your time today. I know you're really busy. Um, really appreciate oh, you're it. No, and as I say, you. we'll put all the links onto the website and to the iTunes link so people can go directly to your social media or to your website and your YouTube channel as well Lovely. Um, to have a look. Um, yeah. But please, please do check out Julie's work. It is just beautiful and it's just mesmerizing to see how the art comes together you know just through the process that you're doing it's absolutely fascinating yeah. so um yeah thank recommend you. it definitely like it no oh, bless you thank you <laughs> oh, take care thank you so much and yeah, um, enjoy the sunshine you. i intend to <laughs> get in the garden i think i think you should <laughs> take get care the studio. all right take care <laughs> bye, bye. bye.